welcome to episode 45 of the Sports Talk with Hunter on this Elite Eight Saturday. We have two great matchups tonight. But first, we're going to kind of do a quick recap of the games. The Sweet 16 games from yesterday. Uh, both number one seeds go down the first time in history that no one seed will be in the Elite Eight. And we're we're gonna talk about how they got knocked off. Let's start with Alabama real quick. Uh, Brandon Miller struggled three for nineteen. Javon Quinley was getting blocked all game long. I mean, every time he got to the rim, um, he his shots were just getting blocked. And San Diego State was able to get physical with Alabama, and Alabama was not hitting their threes and. You know, when you're making threes, it's great. But when you're not, you really struggle. And Alabama didn't separate. They were up 48-39. And then San Diego State went on that run to end the game. And, I mean, as good as Alabama was offensively, San Diego State was able to, you know, really shut them down for the most part. And then Miami... uh Miami just beat the crap out of Houston, to be honest. Uh, Nigel Pack with 26 points. Miami was able to, you know, speed up the pace. And Miami knew Houston could not keep up with the with their pace. And when Miami's hitting shots like that, they're really hard to beat. And then Creighton-Princeton, uh, it's a pretty good game, I would say. Uh, really good games for Creighton by... Uh, Baylor Shireman and Ryan Kalkbrenner. Uh, this Creighton team looks like the Creighton team we all thought they would be in the preseason. Uh, I mean, a lot of people like, I mean, preseason, a lot of people were saying this Creighton team was a Final Four team, and they were. Uh, and so, I mean, it's no surprise. I mean, they, Kalkbrenner got hurt in like December, in like December, and then they lost like six straight games, like December into January. And, once they got healthy, they were able to, you know, be the team we all thought they would be. And then Texas, Xavier, uh, Texas defense was just too much for Xavier's offense. Xavier had been able to score in pretty much any, I mean, to score in both of their games against Kennesaw State and Pitt. But uh, the Texas Longhorns um, defense which is their calling card, is their defense. They locked up Xavier with a great win for interim head coach Rodney Terry, who absolutely deserves the job, considering what he stepped into with all the stuff that happened with Chris Beard. It was a seamless transition. Rodney Terry kept his guys locked in, have great leadership on that team, and they are in the Elite Eight. But we have two great matchups tonight, like I said earlier. Our first matchup uh, this evening will be number three, Kansas State versus number nine, Florida Atlantic. So kind of so the key for Kansas State, if Kansas State is going to win this game, they have to get back in transition. Florida Atlantic likes to run. You saw that against Tennessee. When they get out and run, they can be dangerous. And then you have to guard the three-point line. Florida Atlantic, when they get hot from three, they are tough to beat. And then for Kansas State, continue, continue to make timely threes. Against Michigan State, they made timely threes. Against Kentucky, they made timely threes. 
if you can make those three-pointers, you have a great chance. Uh, you know, some of the threes Masood was hitting against Michigan State, those were some deep threes. And if they can hit those threes, then I think they have a good chance. Now, for Florida Atlantic to pull off another, to pull off the upset, they have to make their threes. They have to make their threes. Uh, they have to force some turnovers on Kansas State so they can get out in transition. If can if Florida Atlantic can get out in transition, they have a good chance. And then and the, the third one is kind of tough, to be honest, is finding a way to contain Marquise Noel. Michigan State did a poor job of containing Marquise Noel. He had 19 assists in a game, and they were, I mean, ball-watching pretty much, like, I mean, Kansas State was backdooring them all game long. And when he was getting into the lane, they were all, their eyes were all on Marquise Noel, and then he was dishing it out to teammates. And you you just can't let him do that. And so you have to, you're not going to be able to stop Marquise Noel, but you have to at least contain him. And if you can contain him, then you have a good chance to win. I do have Kansas State win this game. Jerome Tang in his first year at Kansas State is head is going to go to the Final Four. I like Kansas State to win this game. And then the other matchup, which man, oh man, this is gonna be a great matchup. Uh our second game between number three Gonzaga and number four Yukon. Two really, really good teams, two well coached teams. UConn's been the was now UConn's been the most impressive team in the tournament. I think they've won every game by like fifteen plus points, and actually like like twenty plus twenty plus points to be honest. Uh, so how's Gonzaga gonna win? Well, the guards are gonna have to make shots. Um, uh, Strawwither he's gonna have to continue to make big shots. Malachi Smith. Um, Rasir Bolton is going to have to have a better game tonight than he did against UCLA. Um, they're going to have to spread the UConn defense out. Because uh, if they could, they're able to pack it in, then it's not a, not a good thing for Gonzaga. Uh, they're going to have to put some pressure on the UConn guards. Uh, make those passes difficult for UConn. UConn a lot, runs a lot of screening action. They... You know, like to hit Jordan Hawkins off off curl screens, off down screens. So if you have, if you're able to put pressure on the ball and make that pass tougher to Jordan Hawkins, that that makes a difference. Because if you push your offense out, I mean, a couple, you know, feet makes a big difference. And then limit the turnovers. Uh, this is mainly for the. In the first half of that UCLA game, I think they had I don't I don't remember the exact number, but they had a lot of turnovers, so UCLA was able to get out in transition. Well, UConn likes to get out in transition, so you have to limit the turnovers if you're Gonzaga. And then for UConn, I say they have to dominate the boards. They've dominated with the boards in all in pretty much all their games they've won in the tournament. And they have to dominate the boards against Gonzaga. Limit Gonzaga to one shot. You know, limit them on the offensive glass, and then on the then, you know, you have to attack the glass too for your off your misses offensively. Uh, Sonogo and Klingon attacking the offensive glass. That's gonna be big. Look for the rebounding margin to see kind of. I think that'll be a big indicator on who wins this game. 
Uh, and then I think the Gonzaga, um, UConn has the perfect matchups um, for Timmy. They have two really big guys, two strong guys, and Adama Sinogo and Donovan Klingon. And if they're able, you know, they can, you know, make things a little more difficult for Timmy. Obviously, Timmy is really good. He has really good footwork around the lane. And so I think, I just think those are two good matchups. They're big and they're strong. And Timmy's not going to be able to just move them around. And then finally, UConn defensively forced Gonzaga to take tough shots. Like if they're taking tough contested shots, that falls right to UConn's hands. Uh, that means UConn is probably going to be able to get on transition. And if they can get on transition and run, that is a good thing for them. Uh, UConn's been the most impressive team in this tournament. And they are going to win tonight. I like UConn to go to the Final Four. So that is all I have for you guys today. I will be coming back on tomorrow to... Preview the other um, Elite Eight games between Creighton and San Diego State and then Miami and Texas. Uh, So enjoy the games today, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Bye.